Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Enemies of your home. What? I look, yeah, enemies of your home. I know I look a little bit annoyed and a little bit disgusted, and that's because I am. Who likes enemies? I only like friends. Yes. Are you my friend today? Uh, totally. Every I'm, day I'm your friend. Even though you may think I'm your enemy, every day I'm your friend. I don't know. Friend or foe. And yet it. there are enemies of our home, and we want to make sure that we mitigate or escort out or never invite in the enemies. And so we're <laughs> going to talk about that on today's Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker team. And I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we just love doing this because we connect mm. with our clients and with you. And if you're a client as well as you, <laughs> that's great. Eh? One of the reasons we love doing these shows is we want to give back. We like helping. We like mm. connecting. And mm. the other way we connect, it's kind of fun. I'm going to slide something in here, Yetta, is on the 24th, the Decker Team Chili and Pie Cook-Off. Now, this is for people that are clients or have referred us clients. And we get together and we're going to share some homemade chili. And we've got prizes for the best chilies and the best pie. And it's going to be lots of fun. Right. And it's March 24th. Because yeah. you may be watching this on YouTube along with any of the other hundreds of archive shows that <laughs> I guess we, we have. should say it's March 24th, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because if you're listening on CHRI 99.1 FM on March 9th today, then perfect March 24th, we don't have to say the month or the year if it's 2018 that you're listening, and yet if this is something you're watching a replay of that's now out there on YouTube on the Decker Team channel, then you might want to know that... It's the 24th of March. and so if That's you, a great segue, actually, because you said if you're watching a replay on the YouTube channel, the Decker Team YouTube channel, that's a segue into saying if you'd like to watch other shows, if you're listening to this live on CHRI and you would like to watch other previous shows, then go to our YouTube channel. That is perfect. So I have no idea where I was going, and I'm all good with that. We're going to the seven enemies of your home, and number one, the biggest, major, most common problem is moisture. Moisture, either too much or not enough. Too much moisture, and your wood swells, and you get rot on your windows and it's mold on mold well not on the windows mold on the walls in the can walls be. nasty so anything over 60 percent humidity can have your mold grow now that could be in your basement you know you might say well hey i've got my thermostat set at 45 percent humidity or whatever but there may be a space in the basement where it's more moist or behind a couch that's up against a wall because there's no air movement. Right. And that's a cold wall that could condense moisture. It could come more dense, more moisture mm -hmm. back there. And then suddenly you got mold behind your couch when you pull it out. Right, which would be awful. 
And I've actually seen that in houses. Seen that in my house. I know. I don't know about you if you've seen it, but we've seen it. And so it's common. And if you see it, we have a show on how to clean up mold. Actually, if you go back and look at it, that may help you. Um, other places that we get too much moisture mm -hmm. would be water leaks. Could be in your mm -hmm. roof flashing. Mm -hmm. uh, could be in your shingles. Could be a broken pipe. What else, where else would we get water from? Sump pump. Watch for the sump pump. Even some city properties have sump pumps. Still. They do. Yeah. Country and city. Mm -hmm. And so you, or even sewer backup. That's really Ooh, nasty. That's a nasty one. And that happens. And so making sure your insurance is adequate to help this enemy not overtake not only your house, <laughs> your finances. Yes. Is a really, really good idea. Now, if you live in a floodplain, mm. an area where the city or the Rideau Valley Conservation Authority has said, this is a flood area and your house is in that, you may not be able to get flood insurance for your house, which you're just going to have to live with. Um, now, sewer backup, you can get insurance for it. And one of the best pieces of insurance I can recommend, it's a little bit costly, and that's get a check valve installed. Get a backup prevention valve put in mm. to the sewer line so that when the city, if it floods, if we get too much rain and everything floods, it can back up into basements. But if you got a check valve, then it'll back up into your neighbor's basement, not yours. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a nice thing to tell you or not. At least keeping it away from your houses. And then tell your neighbors. You tell if they're your neighbor not watching the too. show right now, tell everybody you know to get a check valve put on their sewer so that it doesn't back up into their basement. And then we're all safe. I'm not sure what happens with it all if everybody's got a check valve. It comes up the... Up the uh, drain in manhole covers. The manhole covers. That's probably better. Well, that is better. <laughs> than, I think. than filling your basement. Yeah, than filling your basement. Mm -hmm. So get a check valve and tell everybody you know, <laughs> not only to watch this show, but just to go get a check valve. Do both because it will help them handle some of those enemies of the home. Yes. Now, the second biggest enemy of a home is fire. Mm -hmm. And you know what happens when you have a fire? <laughs> they come with water, yeah. which is the first most biggest enemy to your home. And they spray the inside of your home with water. Right. So even if it's a small fire, usually you got smoke damage, you got water damage. So fire is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So a couple things to help prevent the, that enemy right. is if you've got a wood-burning appliance, whether that be a, an airtight wood stove a wood fireplace, a pellet stove. Right. Get them checked regularly, wet certified. Just make sure they're functioning as they are to current code. That's the <laughs> one one of the places that I actually care about current code. Yes. In many things, you don't even when you're selling your home, you don't have to bring them to current code. They're fine with the condition they were in, what code was the day it was built. If it was code at the time, building code was two by four construction. And now code is two by six construction. There's no value in adding two inches of wood to your framing and tearing apart the inside of your house or the outside. It's not necessary to bring a home to code that was already previously built. When it comes to a safety issue, especially such as something like fire and wet certification. Yeah, I'm giggling inside because you said it again, wet certification. And so people are thinking, oh, I got to make sure that my fireplace doesn't get wet. <laughs> but, but 
WET is W-E-T-T, and it stands for Wood Energy Transfer Technician. And they study <laughs> the actual chimney and the device to make sure it's certified that it's not going to cause a fire. Right. <laughs> and what? And it has changed a lot. You'd think, well, what caused a fire 50 years ago would cause a fire today. Yeah, yes. it's called wood burning. <laughs> it's called wood burning, and so that's true. And yet what they've discovered over the years and why the code has changed so much is at one point you only needed... I don't remember how many inches it was, but we'll say 10 inches of hearth before you had wood floor or something that was more combustible than ceramic or stone or yes. something. And now it's 16 inches. Right. Because I so, think sparks are getting stronger. They can fly further now than they could in the past. I don't think that's <laughs> and, it. And, the, and it's really <laughs> tricky because different wood stoves have different clearances. And you right. need the tag on the back of them. It says how far from the drywall, how far from combustible material. And, when, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can put up a heat shield. And there's all kinds of things that can be done to protect your home from fire, which is really, really important. Right. So really what's happened is the reason they changed the code is because there's been fires and too many fires caused by what was the old code. Yeah, chimney so, fires and things right. like that. So that's one of those areas that actually you do want to take seriously. What a lot of people are doing is ripping out their wood-burning appliances and putting in gas, whether it's propane gas or natural gas. That's so unromantic, though, isn't it? We have a gas fireplace. It's just not as romantic as a wood-crackling fire. It's, it's not. not. It's not, and it doesn't smell the same. It doesn't. So the neat thing is there's something for everyone. So if you <laughs> want the convenience of a gas fireplace, you can put that insert in, and that pretty much always worked when there was a wood-burning fireplace there. Or... If you really, really want the wood still, absolutely bring it up to today's code. And most insurance companies require it. Require it. And yet I know many when we go to sell the home that somebody's been living in the home long enough and the insurance company hasn't been updating the requirement of the current homeowner. And so therefore, it actually isn't wet certifiable, nor is it to today's code from a safety perspective. And so there, that is actually one of those areas that becomes contentious mm -hmm. often when we're helping somebody buy a home that has a wood-burning yeah. fireplace. Yeah. Now, the second area of fire, which is kind of surprising, is electrical fires. Right. They're huge. So it might be wise mm. to do an ESA certificate right. where they come in with an um, electrician, they examine, mm -hmm. and they, they fix whatever's wrong, and then they certify that it's, it's safe. Right. And the reason you like that is because many times mm -hmm. homeowners who maybe don't know what they're doing go to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, a hardware store, buy some electrical cables and some boxes, and they go out and they think they're an electrician because they can hook two wires together, but not necessarily are doing it to code or doing it safely. Mm -hmm. And so an ESA will make sure that your home's safe. Um, the third most common I'm gonna, fire thing, what do you think it is? Well, I know we're going to get there in a minute. Oh, okay. And just like Ken caught me on the whole wet thing, yep. the ESA, oh. what does that stand for? Electrical Safety Authority. Because <laughs> we get caught up in using our acronyms and the little yes. dinger in my head was going, another acronym, another one, another one. <laughs> and we do it without even knowing because after almost, well, 30 years in the industry and 25 for you, mm -hmm. there's so many things that sound like English to us. 
and actually they're not English. No. They're they're acronyms. They're <laughs> short forms. They're some of them are even made up words because we're both quite creative. Okay. So the next one is not an acronym. I know. It's candles. <laughs> candles burn more houses down than. <laughs> it's unbelievable, mm-hmm. and it's unattended candles. So you light a candle in a room and you leave the room, mm-hmm. or you leave the house, or whatever. Or you fall asleep. You set them for romance mm. at night, and then you fall asleep, and then you wake up because your, your your smoke detectors are going off because you change them regularly. Smoke detectors have about a ten year lifespan. So if you look up at your mm. smoke detector and it's kind of yellow color instead of that nice creamy white color, it's time to turf that baby. <laughs> so so get on your little footstool ladder and remove it and replace it. So buy the replacement before you remove it, though. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. You can idea. take it down to see if it's connected, whether it's interconnected, whether it's hardwired or it's battery operated. So you make sure you buy the right one. But leave it in place. Put it back until you buy the one and mm. replace them. And every 10 years, do that. Change the batteries every year. Right. We'll test it. Right, you can test it, and yet if you just do it routinely with fresh, good quality, high quality batteries, they generally speaking are really good for at least yes. a year. Yes. Now the next one mm. harms your home, doesn't ha- harm your house. Do you get that? It uh, doesn't harm the physical structure uh, of your house, but it'll wreck your home in a hurry, and that's CO two. CO2 is an off-gassing, it's a combustion gas. It comes, carbon monoxide comes off of, um, is it CO2 or CO? I think it's CO2. That's another acronym. (laughs) A couple letters and a number. Um, And it's a silent killer. You can't smell it, you can't taste it, it just makes you sleepy, and then it will kill you. Uh, So if you've got any burning device, if you've got electric heat, you don't have to worry about this. But if you've got a gas fireplace, a gas stove, gas furnace, oil, oil furnace, anything, uh, propane furnace, anything that burns, combusts things, a wood stove, a CO2 detector is important. You need them on every level. And ideally, you want them closer to the ground than at the ceiling. Yes. Why is that? Because apparently it's, it's a little heavier than oxygen and it goes down. And it works its way up. So it fills like the basement and starts working its way up. So if you have people that are sleeping in the basement, Mm. absolutely at the floor level as well as the ceiling level. Just the plug-in ones are fine as long as they'll wake you up. And And how often should you replace those? I think it's about the same. You check the packaging, but I believe it's 10 years as well. So really just that one is hard because it's the silent one. Silent killer. It's a silent Mm -hmm. killer. So it's really easy to forget about and yet so vital. And there's lots of homes that are not pre-wired with them. They're generally disposable. Sometimes there'll be combination fire detectors and Mm -hmm. CO2 detectors. And yet those are generally at the ceiling. And we really want to add additional ones near your head level. Whether you're laying on a couch in the living room yep. so or in the bedroom area, keep those wherever you might be lying down in particular. Because if you're walking around, you're going to feel yourself get sleepy and recognize that there might be something wrong. The bigger concern is when you're actually 
laying down. Mm -hmm. We're watching TV, and you fall asleep、yeah. watching a movie. Now, another way to help protect against carbon monoxide leak is get your furnace checked every year.、Mm. They will check the the heat exchange to make sure that there's no cracks in it, that the combustion fumes are not coming into the furnace and being blown all over your house. So that's important. I know、um, many people get that done. I know that we get it done every year. Okay. And for every one of our rentals as well, because the last thing I want is to ever cause a problem in one of my rental properties. So I make sure that those furnaces are done every year at the beginning of the heating season. Right. And then the other neat thing when you are taking care of your furnace, just a fringe benefit is you actually prolong the life of your furnace because you're not letting things accumulate in terms of.、Um, Problems in the furnace and therefore wearing out the appliance sooner than it really ought to wear out.、Mm -hmm. So it also creates longevity in your furnace when you have it serviced annually. And it tends not to break down on the coldest day of the year. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's the other good bonus. And there's、yeah. a few bonuses.、Mm -hmm. So number four of the seven、mm -hmm. is to keep your home enemies away. And when I say home, it's because that's your lifestyle, right? That's your health.、Mm -hmm. It's not just your house; it's your home. So,、uh, avoiding trips and falls by removing ice, removing uneven、um, interlock—you know, sometimes shifts in the winter, like releveling、mm -hmm. that, so you're not—you don't have trip hazards.、Mm -hmm. uh, making sure railings are good; they're not rotted, rotted decks, and they're secure. Yeah, because sometimes they're not rotted, and yet a screw is let loose or two. And all of a sudden, you have a wobbly handrail, and at first, it doesn't seem so bothersome, until the one day you grab it and it ain't there anymore because、yeah. it just or left it goes, with it you. Goes with it you. goes with you, yeah. right? Yeah. And how, so, how many people have removed the handrail going down to the basement to get a couch、oh. down, and then didn't put it back? I mean, we've been guilty at some point, and I've been into many homes where、mm. that's missing. So. If you see that you have a handrail missing on your basement stairs because you took some furniture down, or the previous person took some furniture down, maybe just go to Home Depot or Lowe's or hardware store or get a contractor in to replace that railing. Sometimes it's just sitting in the basement; just needs to be screwed back on. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, so. and so that's just a nice thing to be able to keep one of those enemies of a nasty fall. Because I have fallen down a stairs, even though it's been intact once or twice. And it is like months and months of chiropractic care、mm -hmm. sometimes, and so we don't want that. Worse yet, a broken leg, or so slips and ice, and we know way too many people that have broken legs and limbs on just a little bit of ice. So just、yep. keeping that under control to keep that enemy out of your home is vitally important. Now your home might be nicer if you were a millionaire. Do you think it's not really an enemy of your home? But would your home be more comfortable if you had a million dollars in assets? Might be because you could、Maybe. maintain it better, and it's not so much about the number millionaire. There's really nothing magical about that. It is. It's sexy. It's worldly sexy, but it's a <laughs> sexy word because everyone wants to be a millionaire. And so,、uh, we've created a workshop to help you become a millionaire. We've followed that path. We've written the book, the Wealth Formula, which、mm -hmm. has helped us go from. Broken, broken to wealthy in all areas of our life, and so we would love to help you travel the same road if you'd like. So we're doing a millionaire workshop April eighteenth,、mm -hmm. 
And uh, it's 6.30 to 8.30, and you can get tickets at Eventbrite. Just look up Millionaire Workshop. There you go. Fun, eh? Yeah, it is fun, because being on this journey has really not been just for us. It's like us, as in Ken and Yetta Decker, and our kids, and our grandkids. It's really been for us collectively, because we really had no idea. And I don't know about you, if there was a time in your life where you had no idea of how to make your money work for you, and instead you simply worked for money. Yeah, that's what my dad taught me. Right. Yep. My dad was the, if you've read the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, my dad was the poor dad, although he worked so hard and had great business acronym, Mm. he was able to start businesses, make them successful, and shortly after they got successful, he'd take a holiday and then uh, start over. (laughs) When I say a holiday, I mean like a six month, I don't want to do anything holiday. Um, (laughs) I think you maybe burn out a little bit. But we had a great lifestyle, but nothing was left because he didn't learn how to make money work hard for him. He worked hard for money. And that's where I got my work ethic. And then I had to read the books with you. We went through that struggle of not having enough money for each month. Right. There was more month than money. So Mm -hmm. I prefer more money than month. Yes. Much prefer it. And so that's what really this conversation is all about. It's not about amassing, unless that's what you believe you're to do, then certainly you can amass it. But it's really, it is really just about having ease when it comes to the finances. Because if you're constantly figuring out how to rob from Peter to pay Paul or rob from both of them to pay John, so to speak, um, rob from MasterCard to pay Visa and all that kind of stuff, that is not enjoyable. We were there a couple of deca- decades ago. That's kind of ago. an enemy of the home as well. It really, it really is an enemy it? of the home. Yeah. Because it, it causes you not to be able to maintain it. It causes you not to be able to enjoy it. It absolutely gets in the way of all enjoyment when you're having a hard time making mm-hmm. the payments, making yes. the bills paid. And so really this workshop, we call it Millionaire Workshop, and yet really it's just about getting a handle on your money so that you can not have that concern. And then at night and during the day, but at night it seems to be those thoughts start whirling in your head when the money is managing you rather than you managing the money. Mm, that's it's, great. That's well said, Jim. Thank you, Ken. No so problem. to have harmony in your finances is really what this conversation's about. Ken just thought the word millionaire sounded good. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> and number it five, <laughs> oh, the pests, the little pestilence is the squirrels and the raccoons and the mice and the rats and the insects and the, you know, like wasps and spiders and carpenter ants and cockroaches <laughs> and bed bugs and oh, just skin crawls when I say it. But those little beasties can get into your house. They can. And if you don't take care of them fast, they can take care of you. They can chase you out of your home. Well, they actually do because they eat your wiring. They eat your insulation. They leave their byproducts all over the space. And it's not pretty. So what we've encouraged you to do and have done ourselves is seal your house. I mean, is it possible to get rid of everything? No, not No, we still get those little... Asian 
beetles. beetle thingies right. that fly around even and seem to seal them out. <laughs> and, and yet the more you seal your house, the less that can get in. Yes. And so that is huge. I mean, a mouse can get in something the size of a dime. And even though they're little, they can do a whole lot of damage. They chew those little rotters. They do. And then we've had squirrels in our attic. Yep. And had to get them taken away. Put a, a one-way door on, yep. sealed it all up, and put a one-way door so they can make their way out but can't make their way back in. Right. So that's a good one to get handled. And really, you can do it yourself or you can hire somebody to do it. And number five, six. Number six, yeah. Is vandals. And burglars. <laughs> I think of the burglars, you know, with the little masks on. Yeah, that makes like it the hamburglar. <laughs> but really, it's not funny. If you've ever had your home broken into... It's like a violation of your of your person right. because that was your sanctuary. That was your private place. That was your security. And afterward, it's tough. So do some things. Like you could get an alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going away, make sure that your snow is removed on your walkways and your driveways. Uh, make sure the mail's picked up, that uh, lights come on and off at different times, different locations. Make it look like your home, and even better yet, have someone house sit your house. So there is somebody home. Right. And number seven. Cold and heat Mm -hmm. is an enemy of a house. It is. Because if if you get too much cold in there, because that furnace breaks on the coldest day of the year, and your pipes freeze, ugh. Or if you've got a pipe on an outside wall... And there's just not enough insulation around it or enough heat in that area. We built an extra room in one of our houses and stopped the heat from getting to that area as much as it used to. And then all of a sudden we get freezing we, pipes. We didn't really build a room. We just put some drywall up. Okay. Yeah, That's just just the matter of the drywall stopping the air mm-hmm. from getting to the insulation causes the pipe to freeze now when it's right. really cold. And maybe you have an issue like that in one of your rooms. And it's not even an old house. So it's really just a matter of knowing where your piping is and then how to make sure you protect for it so that you don't get the freezing. Because worse if it freezes and then it explodes and now you got the water thing that we Mm. talked about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that the hot and cold temperatures in your house are like the attic's not too hot. Well, that's the thing. Like heat... You think heat's not that big of an enemy to your home, but if it's in your attic, if you get too much heat in your attic, that means your shingles are just about on fire and they get destroyed. They wear you out. shorten, they mm-hmm. curl, you, you shorten yep. the lifespan of your shingles by having too hot an attic. And that can be caused by poor ventilation or not mm-hmm. enough insulation, all kinds of things. It can. Yeah. So we want to make sure there are no enemies of your home. And for a comprehensive list, just reach out to us. We'll give you even more enemies. These are the ones that we thought would be most prevalent to most people that maybe you haven't thought about. Maybe you've thought about five of them, but not all seven of them. And you really want to address every single one of them. And then the most important one right today is April 18th. You want to join us, or maybe you know somebody that ought to be joining us that's thinking of making wealth through investments, through investments in real estate where your mm-hmm. money can work for you even while you're sleeping. Yeah, so I like that. The enemy, the financial enemy to your mm-hmm. home, we have a workshop that can help you with that. And all you got to do is go to Inventbrite, look up Millionaire Workshop, and register. There is a cost, $27, 
and included $27 for a family, not per person. $27 for a family and included in that price is a copy of our book, The Wealth Formula. So it's an investment action. It's an investment into making in great decisions around how to manage your money so that it doesn't matter.